Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer. We're in Davie, Florida, suburb of Fort Lauderdale. We've got two services at AHOP, uh, 1047, 1047. People say, why 1047? Just so that you would ask me, why 1047? It's more memorable, I suppose, 1.30 p.m. as well. Our our, our uh, first service streams online at ahop.online. Our second service is too hot to handle. It's not for public consumption. You can come. You can come and be in the congregation. We just don't stream it to the nations. Uh, That is there for you. Amen. And so I'm the founder of the Ignite Prophetic Network. Uh, But, you know, what was on my heart for you today uh, was that so many of you, uh, and if it's not true for you now, it probably has been in the past or it will be in the future, certainly. I know it's true for me many times. Uh, Right now, I've just come out of a major spiritual battle. And so I'm in that season of rest. Uh, still kind of picking up the pieces of uh, what the enemy tried to bust up, but I've come out of that and uh, not in sort of heavy artillery uh, mode right now. But in the in the in the past, what I have done, and maybe you've done this too, in the past, what I have done is I have given up on the brink of breakthrough. I've laid my weapons down on the brink of breakthrough. I don't know if you can relate to what I'm saying. But I want to encourage you many times, many times, the enemy right before the breakthrough comes in like a flood. And if you don't raise up a standard, he will overwhelm you. See, there's this there's this demonic force called a spirit of overwhelm. And I've written many articles on this, two or three. Uh, I I talked about it in some of my books. I believe I spoke about it in the spiritual warfare battle plan, if I'm not mistaken. I've written so many books. Sometimes I can't remember what's in what book. Uh, But the spirit of overwhelm overwhelm will will take you out. Remember this morning in the prayer broadcast, we were talking about the overflow. And and right now, I, I can just see overflow approaching for so many in the body of Christ. But what happens is, When you are on the brink of breakthrough, when you're on the edge of overflow, the enemy comes in with a flood called overwhelm. And the idea is to deceive you, to get you to think that all is lost, that there is no hope. Daniel 7.25 tells us very clearly that the enemy comes to wear out the saints. Another translation says to persecute the saints. And he does it with words. He does it with vain imaginations. And so when you are on the brink of the breakthrough, it's like he's like scrambling. He's like, I got to pull out all the stops. Let me just let me just throw everything I got and see if something will stick. You ever heard that phrase? Just throw everything, throw it all to the wall and see what sticks. You know, and so this is what the enemy does. And so it looks as if it looks as if and you're already weary. Listen, when you're in a long spiritual battle, now, not all spiritual battles are long. Some are quick. Some are quick. I just went through a spiritual. Listen, I want to give you a bunny trail. Somebody will have to remind me where I left off. 
I left off talking about some spiritual battles are long and some aren't. I just went through a massive battle. And I, I mean, this was something that could have been dragged out because there was a person involved. And this was something that could have been dragged out for months or years. And I'm just like looking at this thing like this is this is potentially very bad because of the actions of another person of which I have nothing to do. And see, people can really be used of the enemy. And I, I didn't know if this battle was going to drag out for months, for years. And the enemy, little, listen to me, the enemy tried everything he could to get me just in complete overwhelm. But what happened instead was God, there's a scripture, it says God will surround you with favor like a shield. And this was the most um, one of the most this is one of the most amazing testimonies I have in spiritual warfare in which I didn't have to fight the battle. The Lord fought the battle for me See, the Bible says the battle is the Lord's. It's his battle and we are his battle axe. We're his war club. But sometimes you don't have to go to battle. Sometimes God will have you prepare. He'll have you ready. He'll have you armored up with weapons in your hand. But sometimes you won't even have to fight. Remember Jehoshaphat? They just worshiped. The Lord said, you will not have to fight in this battle that day. They still geared up. They were still ready. But the Lord said, you will not have to fight in this battle. Well, the Lord didn't tell me I wasn't going to have to fight in the battle. He didn't tell me that. I wish he had. Would have made my life a little more, little more calm. I mean, I, I was ready. I was out. You know, the adrenaline was flowing. You can be in a spiritual battle and the adrenaline still flows as if you were in a natural war. Let me say that again. You can be in a spiritual battle and the adrenaline, the fight or flight mode is still there because the spiritual battle, it's as real as the natural battle. It's as real. It might not have the same implications. I mean, you know, if you're in a natural fight, you're not going to get punched in the face, you know, in the natural, but you're, you're, my adrenaline was going. And the Lord literally, I, I, this person had done something really bad and other people were involved. And it was a situation where I didn't want to have to do certain things or say certain things. The Lord literally gave me such favor with all of the people that were involved and the person that was doing the dirty stuff that was being used to the devil, he like had no favor at all. And I realized when it happened, God has surrounded me with favor like a shield and all the fiery darts of the enemy were just popping off, just popping off, just put, just bouncing off. And they were setting the enemy's camp on fire. And so remember what I taught you earlier in the week that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but many times flesh and blood is involved in the battle. And so that was one of the quickest battles I'd ever fought in my life. And you know why it was so quick? You know why it was so swift? Because the Lord fought the battle for me. I mean, something, I, I don't want to get into the details, but the Lord fought the battle for, I didn't have to pick up a weapon. I did pray, but you know what I prayed? You know, you know how, let me tell you what I prayed in that battle. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what to do. Lord, show them mercy, show them, encounter their heart with your love. That was my heart posture. But not all battles are that fast. And let's face it, the Lord doesn't intervene at that level in all battles. So what happens? We get into these extended battles. Some battles are short, some battles are long. We get into these extended battles and we begin to grow weary. We begin to think that this is just never going to end. And that is the voice that you hear. That is the voice that I hear when I'm in, I'm, I'm talking about not like a week long battle. I'm talking about months or years. I went basically through a three year battle that really I thought was over and then revved back up again. But 
hopefully now it really is over. It was three years. Now, let's just say three and a half. I'm declaring that this is a season of rest for me. But this battle is like you would, I would have periods of rest in the battle where I'd think it was over. And, and then it would start back up again. It was a, just a different attack. And so when you're in those really long battles, I know the voice that comes to me, the voice that comes to me in those really long battles is, this is not worth it. <laughs> Let me just lay my weapons down. I'm going to go to sleep. You know, I mean, seriously, I'm not doing this. This is not worth it. This, this is never going to end. That's the voice that comes to you. Now, here's the thing. Here's what you have to know. When that voice comes, you need to begin to rejoice with everything in you. When that voice comes, that voice of overwhelm, that voice of discouragement, that voice of, this is called witchcraft. And when that voice comes, you need to begin to dance and sing and praise the Lord, worship him with everything you have and everything you are. Why? Because you're on the brink to breakthrough. You're on the brink of breakthrough. In that moment, when the enemy has come in like a flood, you have to raise up the standard. God, I, know, I know God will raise up the standard, but he does it through you. It's like God's standing up on the inside and you've got to stand up and begin to hold your ground. Somebody say, hold your ground, hold your ground. Because if you'll just, listen, if you'll just hold your ground, sometimes what some people do when they're on the brink of breakthrough is they lay their weapons down when what they need to be doing is just hold steady. They set their sword of the spirit down. They take off their helmet like a football player that's disgusted because they didn't win the game. They throw their thing. They have a little hissy fit. Not you, of course, but those who aren't watching. And they put their weapons on the ground instead of standing their ground. Does that make sense? They lay their weapons on the ground instead of standing their ground. When you've done, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, when you've done all you can do, stand. When you've done all you can do, stand. Stand, therefore, with your breastplate of righteousness and your helmet of salvation. You're still armored up when you're standing. You understand? Ephesians 6, verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we're supposed to, when we've done all we can do, we stand with our breastplate of righteousness, with our helmet of salvation, with our shield of faith. You're not supposed to stand there without your weapons. Many of us don't even stand. So I want to, are you, here's the big question. Are you laying down your weapons at the brink of breakthrough? Are you? Have you? Will you again? I'm telling you, if the enemy is coming in with overwhelm, you are on the brink of overflow. You've got to see it that way. We've got to change our perspective. We've got to shake it up because the enemy knows how we're going to react most of the time because he's been watching us and we keep reacting the same way. We keep reacting with exasperation. We keep reacting with criticizings. We keep reacting with complaining. We keep reacting with you know anxiety or however it is we're reacting. And what happens is the enemy knows how to push our buttons. And when he sees that God has sent an angel or he sees that God is, is trying to, yeah, you know, trying to bring that, he sent an angel to fight with you for you, or he has sent an angel with a prayer answer for you. Like he did with Daniel. That's a perfect example. Here's Daniel and he's praying, you know, and here comes an angel. Actually it was Gabriel 
And Gabriel said to, to, uh, to Daniel, look, the first day you set your heart to pray, God sent the answer. So stand your ground. And what happened? The prince of Persia resisted or wrestled with the angel that was assigned to bring Daniel the prayer answer. Daniel, 21 days, 20, Daniel could have completely just given up. He could have said, never mind this. God's not going to answer me. I'm not going to believe anymore. I'm going to lay down my shield of faith. I'm not going to. No, he kept on believing and he got the prayer answer. And so many times when we pray, we don't understand what's happening in the spirit realm. We don't see the angelic armies. I got such a revelation on the mysteries of, of angelic armies. Uh, I got writing this new book about an epic vision that I had. And God has been showing me mystery after mystery after mystery after mystery. And uh, I guess it'll take, you know, six months before the book comes out. But my gosh, I've never had so much fun writing a book. I mean, I'm digging deep into scripture and into prayer. But we have to understand that these angel army, if you could, if you could, if it was like, if you were, let's see, Elisha saw the angel armies, his servant didn't. So he asked the Lord to open his eyes. And once he saw the activity in the spirit realm, he was confident that God was still on the throne. And we have to be confident, even when it doesn't look like we're winning. So are you laying down your weapons on the brink of breakthrough? Because I know you get weary. I mean, there were so many times over the last three years where I just couldn't believe it. It just seemed like one thing after another. And maybe you don't have as much warfare as I do. Maybe you have more. I don't know. What I know is, is that we get tempted at some point to lay our weapons down. And here's what I know. If you lay your weapons down, you will, the enemy will not call a ceasefire. The enemy is not going to say, oh, 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 they put their sword down. Let me go fight with somebody else. No, if you lay your weapons down, if you take your armor off, What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. The enemy is going to come in for the kill. So when he tries to come in with overwhelm, here's your strategy. You've got to rejoice with everything in you. Begin to decree and declare with everything in you. Begin to prophesy back to the devil like, da like David prophesied to Goliath. He said, on this day, I'm going to get your head. And so this is what we have to understand. This is our stance. This is how we fight our battles. Amen. Somebody was saying that a minute ago. Please share this. Before you get off, just hit the share button, tag somebody, invite your followers, do what you have to do to help this go further out there so that people are not getting beat up by the devil. And remember, don't lay your weapons down. Schoolofthespirit.tv, that's where you're going to find the tactical warfare, all sorts of things. I will talk to you later, guys. I love you. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on Ignite, including the Company of Sears, the Lighthouses, the Company of Scribes, and everything we have to offer, visit IgniteNow.org. That's IgniteNow.org. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? 
Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.